our service. They are in enjoying themselves in um, Mexico, uh, Cancun. And yes, Brother Andre said, mentioned about um, the wedding. That was something, you know, and that really, um, uh, we are honored, are their pastor, to, uh, it's their day, but uh, they bring God into their day, you know, like to honor the Lord. And I, I think that was, it, it brought tears, you know, let's just like the presence of God was there when they were just both worshiping. God and I think that was like unique of a wedding, you know, like it's, it it is and 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 of course, you know, as pastors of Faith Mission Ministry, Pastor and I were just so honored and just so proud pastor, you know, and and the blessing of the Lord is upon them and we we thank the Lord for that. We thank the Lord for that. So praise God. Amen. Praise God, that was good. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord a new song. You have a new song. Amen. I have a new song that God had put in your heart. And the only thing we can get that new. The goodness of God and the mercies of the Lord. God is good, isn't he? All the time. Is my microphone rubbing? Is my phone rubbing? Okay. Am I rubbing? Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Is that better now? Okay. Go ahead, Tati, say something. It's better? Okay. But, uh, vibration. But God is good. God is good all the time. And we're glad to see you all here today. Uh, we appreciate you. And like everyone who went before me, did a good job. <clears throat> and um, thank you all for praying for me and recovery, my voice. Uh, Several ministers have lost their voice, but they're, I hear it on Facebook, but they're getting it back, and my voice is coming back, and um, <clears throat> I appreciate, and like you, you know, we want to welcome Jess, you're just a beautiful person, we love you here, we love you in this church, and um, I'm looking forward to the day when you'll be moving down here. There's good jobs down here, and uh, good people, and a good pastor, you know. So I know you love us, and we love you too. Did, can I ask you a question? Were you the one that caught the bouquet? That, that's only a question. <laughs> they threw the Does that mean anything? I don't know, uh, but tradition. Why would you throw a bouquet? And would all the ladies lined up there and Jessica caught the the bouquet, am I right? And don't forget I'm the pastor of that this church and 
It was in my church then that you caught the bucket. That's only a nice word. <laughs> we love you there. You're a beautiful person. I want you to know that. And when you were here a couple of weeks ago, you went before. Didn't get to say bye to you, but I'm glad you came back. And we love you. You know that. And you're welcome anytime. See, if you ever say, I'm just going to go to myself and nobody's going to stop me. I'm going to go to church. And uh, we will say, praise the Lord. Good to see everybody here. Uh, at least my wife mentioned, we're just glad to see you there. You, you've been coming to this church. We know you from way back. Many, many years, girl. Glad to see you. You're precious. She has the most beautiful smile. Thank you. We miss Aaron this morning playing his uh, music. Uh, he's good at um. So we thank you for all that you're doing. And at the close, when I finish, Brother Head, you're going to receive the offering. So I just give you a little notice, okay? So uh, normally I don't, but this time I do. See, I told him that they'd say, wear your suit because uh, uh, what you did, right? <laughs> I give him to receive the offering. Okay, God is so good, and thank my wife for the uh, good scripture, Sister Joy. That was powerful singing and uh, speaking to the Philippines, and happy birthday to you. You are, you just a beautiful, my goodness, I know you a long time, over 20 years, uh, going on maybe 30 years, and you're just a beautiful person, you and your family, and um, all over Philippines wishing you Happy birthday along with um, Faith Mission Ministries. Glad that God sent you this way. And you've been a, a tremendous blessing in our church. And we love you, Joy. You're not a stranger. You're a sister. And uh, we thank you. You were, when Sister Rosie and I got married, how many times you sang? Five times? <laughs> and my wedding was four hours. <laughs> yeah. So we, but we had a good time too, didn't we, Rose? And uh, she's precious. And we've had some good weddings here lately. And uh, just a few weeks before that, it was Tatiana who grew up in this church. I've known Tatiana all her life, except for six months when she was a baby. She came to us, and there she is. Nobody could influence her. Nobody could take her out of church because she stayed close to the pastor. She didn't listen to voices. When you're in a church and you're listening to all kind of church, all kind of voices that did not build a church, I'm the one that built this church. Me, my wife and I, I started this church from zero, nothing. All right? So if I build a church, so I should be the pastor. Amen? And then somebody else builds something else, that's fine. But I'm the one that built this church. Amen? Whether you like it or not, I'm the one that built this church. We're the one that bought this building. My wife and I. Amen. And we have long people that's coming here like Joni. And the first job Joni got was supervising the toilets and the commodes and the cleaning. And this lady did not have to do it, but she did it. So I want to show you that it takes a lot to do the work. Somebody come in and they don't know nothing. They don't help, and they're telling you what to do, how to do it. They can do it. Well, why don't you do it better? See, why don't you do it better? Show me. I like to learn, but I'm the one. Yeah, me. 
that build this church. Whether you like it or not, I'm the pastor. I build this church and support a lot of missionary over the years. People, we fed them. I did that through the help of Almighty God and my wife. Amen. Uh, one year we gave over $40,000. This little church, it wasn't as little then, to mission. So God help us, all right? And we survive until you come and here you are sitting down. So you ought to be thankful that you have a church and not, well, what that church, well, why didn't you build it? Or why don't you build a church so I can see? But you can't because if God doesn't touch you, it's not just a size but it's the knowledge. When I open my Bible, everybody in this church understand what I'm saying because it's a taught church. You know when we're going from one chapter to the other chapter. So um, this is a good church. And we're seeing about Tatiana's wedding. And they had remembrance of Christ. They had the cross up there. And it was a beautiful wedding. They spoke about the Lord. And they were not ashamed of the they're young people, but they were not ashamed. And they stay within a certain limit that the um, name of Christ would not be um, uh, looked down on. And then coming over to uh, Brother um, Ronald and he and his wife, Adriana. We known Adriana. She was almost grown up in this church. Young lady for 20 years or so. Uh, she came here, and she's still here, faithful, supportive, and I, I don't have enough words to say about her. And um, we just love her very much, always love Adriana. She's always pleasant. And did you see Adriana um, in her wedding? She wasn't ashamed. She was, I didn't know what she was going to do or they were going to do. Okay, they didn't tell me. They didn't tell Brother Andrew. That, but that was in their heart. I've never seen it like that. And I've done a lot of weddings. Somebody would worship God. <laughs> I mean, come on. Before they get the first kiss there in the wedding. Something like that, right? They, huh? They just kiss before. Well, you know, pastor, sometimes I don't... Uh, uh, certain, you know, but anyway, if I made a mistake, they ought to bring me back something for my mistake. <laughs> Cover up my mistake. We just love them. And I, I told Brother um, brother Ronald when he came here first, he said, you stay in this church and God's going to bless you. God blessed him with a job, didn't he? God blessed him with the most beautiful, um, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Let me better... Not get in trouble, but I was going to say the beautiful lady in town. And um, we just love Adriana. And um, my wife said to me one day, but you know, she understand. She said to me, because she and Adriana would talk, talk, talk at night. She said, I've lost my best friend. But she didn't mind because uh, she was in good hands. So, Brother Ronald, we trust you and we thank you for taking good care of this precious lady. Amen. But it was a beautiful wedding. And we've had those two beautiful weddings, Tatiana and Laka and Brother Ronald and Sister um, Adriana. So thank God that we came through that. Beautiful and successful and honorable. And um, then we had anniversary. Um, Sister Letty and um, 
Brother Andre, I just came back from Mexico. They had a 25th anniversary. And Brother Andre went uh, wrestling with the um, dolphins. And his, uh, we saw that. And uh, But they had a good time. Sister Letty, happy. We didn't get to talk to you since happy anniversary to you um, to you both. Okay. And today is the 4th of July. We're just going to have morning service. And then you can go barbecue with your family. And Wednesday night is service. Okay? Okay? And um, we're so glad that... Um, that you all, you're, you're all here and Sister Joy's birthday. So I thank God for this church, Faith Mission Ministries, and um, <clears throat> just I'm excited. And I don't know what we are going to do, uh, what my wife want me to do, but if she just leave it to me, guess what I'll do? I read a book, I listen to tapes, I go over messages, I do something. And I'll be fine with me. You know, but she probably want to go somewhere. But uh, we appreciate God. Now, the mercies of God and, and this book here, and I'm not advertising it um, for sale or not, I mean, make money. But it's the fate of God's elect, a tremendous book that um, I'm almost finished. The leaves are already falling apart. I'm almost finished it. I'm in chapter 15. And there are 18 chapters. And it's not just you read it one time, Sister Joni. Thank you for your help. As I read this book, I say, my goodness, this lady has helped tremendously. Didn't you? Helped tremendously. And it makes me look more intelligent. Right when you read this book. You know, don't it let you read some of it? It makes me look more intelligent. And you're saying, is that Dr. Wedderburn? I did so intelligent. This lady helped me. And I got another book <laughs> pretty soon. The um, what do we, Ephesians? Uh, you, if uh, yeah, the other book. There's two more books, but we need we need the help, and her harm is is bothering her. We need typists, but um, I want to encourage you to take the job because she's the only one who can understand my rough writing. But it's we are his workmanship. That's the book. It's already finished. Probably about a eight chapter book or whatever. Might but it's going to be a it's Ephesians chapter 2, 3, 4, and I don't remember 5. The whole thing explained or explained in a different way. We will need your help again, Joni, for that. So God is good. You know, so far, there's um, on the, uh, uh, nine books that, uh, more, more than nine books, but there's nine books that um, we're trying to get out. Two more before the end of the year. But I'm saying about fate, the fate of God's elect, this is, Tremendous book to meditate. You sit down and you get this book. It's not my word. It's the word of God. You're not doing me a favor. You're doing yourself a favor. It's not me. Okay? You take it and put it away. You don't hurt me. I already wrote the book. That's all I have to do is write the book. And if one person read it, me, that's all. One person. And this book has gone, supposed to be gone to England. Philippines, it's, it's been advertising, so we want you to um, we want you to get it, not just read it through fast because you you won't understand. Trust me. But if you meditate on it, it's going to bless you. Okay, my pages are falling apart 
I have been going through it. Okay. Um, speaking of faith. Okay, faith. I had a little part here, yes, um, in the book. Where okay. Before I, I, I get going, but here here's a. Let me start at um, a little part. D. You can actually it's scripture. It's all scripture. The prayer, the the prayer of faith. James five fifteen, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Get that? Amen. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Is that powerful? Hi, Andre. Amen. Now, let me give you a little more right here. Can I give you a little more? The end of your fate. What, what is the end of your fate? You're doing something, but you... What are you looking for? What's going to be your reward? Okay, you're studying. And what is the end of your studying? You want to arrive at a, with a doctor or whatever. The military or something. Well, the same thing for faith. The end of your faith. What? I have faith, but what is the end of your faith? First Peter 1 9. Receiving the end of your faith. Even. The salvation of your soul. So the end of your faith results in the salvation of your your soul. Say the end of your faith is the let's say that salvation of our souls. Isn't that powerful? Now, how to overcome? How to overcome? We take it piece by piece. First John chapter five four four. Whatsoever is born of God overcome it. The world. How to overcome. How do you overcome? By being born of God. How do you overcome the, the world? Huh? Being born of God. For whatsoever is born of God overcome it. The world. And this is the victory. Look, look at that. Look at that. That overcometh the world, even our faith. Is that a wonderful way to read this book? Get it? But if you just pick it and read, you, you'll never because this is not just something you just pick up and read and put it. You begin to think now because how to build? How to build? This question. How to build? Jude one twenty. That's the building up of your faith. How do you build it up? But ye beloved. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Get that? When you read this book, ah, I know how to build my faith. A lot of people doesn't know how. They say, I've got faith. And they think, a faith in a car, faith for a car, faith for a house. Ah, that's okay, but that's not what this book is talking about. That's not really what the Bible is about. But he, beloved, I know he's talking to the saints of God. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. What? Your most, not just faith, but your most holy faith. How do you do this? 
praying, not just talking and running them out, but our, our sending officer for some holy water or something like that. Praying in the Holy Ghost. How do you do that? Now, Revelations 13.10 says, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Okay? Here is the patience and what? Faith of the saints. So, the patience and the faith of the saints. Here is the patience. And we have the scripture to them who by patience. See, faith works something in you. It works patience. Do you get that? You're calm. If God doesn't do it for you today, right now, you know he's going to do it. As, as, as talking, I was just thinking here, just come to my um, brother Ronald and sister Adrian, they dated, I think, for four years. But they're married today. And like, I think, maybe sister May, may many times they went through a lot up and down and struggles. It wasn't always easy. But by patient, continuing, doing, and we saw at the wedding that I've never seen anybody worship a bride worship and the bridegroom. I've never seen that. Never seen that. I've seen a lot of things, but that was awesome. I'll never forget that. Right? I will absolutely never forget that. Patience. You don't get it today. Look come. God's a good God. You don't go by what you see or what you hear. You go by the word of God. If that boss turn you down, that job turn you down, there's another one for you. So you don't have to turn against God or the church or anybody because you're serving that good God. To them who by patience, continuing well-doing. Just keep coming to church, keep serving God, keep reading the word of God. And doing what your pastor is telling you. Study the word. Every time I stand up, I don't tell you nothing else. Study the word. Now. And I'm not just telling you. But I'm reading a book. That I know the author. I know the author of this book. Me. I did it. I never check with anybody, all by myself, Holy Spirit guiding, and my wife and sister Joni with this book. Think Adriana helped me with all the books. But this is book number seven. God's doing tremendous in this little place. Well, you might not see it because you might be blinded by somebody that's telling you, no, you should be doing this, and I got this. They ain't got nothing. They don't have any. They want to take from you. Send me an offering. Do this. No. Did I ever ask you for an offering? 
No. Did I ever spin you because I want an offering from you? No. You pay your tithe unto the Lord. God has blessed us. God has blessed me. When you read this book, it will bless you. But here. Uh, for the faith. Alright, you must. Verse in Jude 1, 13 said. It's describing raging waves of the sea. You know, these evil men. What they are. They're raging waves. You're caught into that wave. Of the sea, foaming out their own shame. That means when they open their mouth, they spit out. They never, no matter what you do, for people, a lot of people never say thank you. They never bless you. It's always negative. You give them the shirt off your back, it's still negative. <laughs> Did you know that there's no church? That's under obligation to financially support anybody. No. There's no church on the face of the earth that's under any financial obligation in supporting anybody. You know why? Because the tithe belongs to the Lord. Amen? Oh, you said it. We're supposed to. What about the poor? The poor you have with you always. And it's not the church's responsibility to support the poor. It's the government. You say, oh, the church. No, it's not the church. It's the government. When Jesus fed the multitude one time, it was two occasions, but when he fed them one day, the next day, what happened? They wanted more food. And did, G did Jesus give them? No. Jesus didn't give them. He fed twice. So, people get mad at you. It's alright to give and to do things, but you don't have to. Because you're giving means you're more spiritual. Okay. Call Give away everything you got in your house. Go ahead. When you get your paycheck, go ahead and give it away. And then you pray to the Lord and see what's going to happen. He's going to say, you need some wisdom. It's gonna, that's all you need, some wisdom. You don't give away all your paycheck. You have to meet your need. Give to, the, give to God first. Meet your need. And if you got, and you want to give somebody a meal one time. Or two times. But not, uh, you know, because you can entertain and encourage laziness. And where people get too used to things. Amen. You know, the, was it the, um, the man by the gate, beautiful, that's the gate of the church. And he went out to bed, but they didn't cook him a meal. And somebody might drop an offering in. And Peter didn't take an offering for him. Peter said silver and gold I have not. But such as I have. Give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk. So here now. Silver and gold I have not. That's what Peter said. 
But Peter said, such as I have. <coughs> I have the word of God. Such as I have, give I thee. What is that? What did Peter have? Peter had the word of God. Are you getting the word of God here? Did you get a sandwich when you walked through the door? No, you didn't. Because that's not what you, this church is for. That's not what you're here for. We don't have to provide you a sandwich. We don't have to give you a check. We don't have to give you nothing but the word of God. Absolutely nothing. The church owe me. The church owe you nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm not only talking about this church. I'm talking about the church of the Lord. Amen. 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 Now, in sickness, short sickness, you can help according to the love of God. Emergency. But sooner or later, the government take over. That's why they have the government system. Welfare system because churches cannot carry. Churches can't carry because that's not the purpose of the church. Okay, let me just touch this here before I go to something else. Raging waves of the sea foaming out. You know, because when you have a church, there's order and government to the church. You can't just run the church by every ideas <clears throat> and the pastor is a puppet he has no say pastor has no say everybody tell the pastor what to do how to do it so on or the pastor is not bright or when you have somebody as your idol that's idolatry and you see with the natural eyes you don't see right. It's talking about faith. Okay. So in the churches back there. There was. And we've got them today. <clears throat> raging waves of the sea. Forming out their own shame. Wandering stars. To whom is reserved. The blackness of the darkness. Right? You know what a wandering star is? <coughs> A wandering star is a star that has lost its place in out there in the orbit. Is it orbit out there somewhere? You know the stars are out there? Jessica knows. Oh, Mr. Griggs back there, you know. Stars out there. And when they begin to wander, what happened? They fall. They lost their place. Wandering stars. They don't stay positioned. So they go through and glide and knock over everything. They don't care what they knock over. They're just a wandering star. Place to place, they never never was grounded because everything is wrong, and they can't find a stable place because everybody else is wrong beside them. That's a wandering star. You ever see? I just shoot from here, and after, but it fizzes out. Now, what if you were following that wandering star? You'd fizz out because it's not grounded. It's a star that's not grounded. It's never been fixed, or it was fixed, but it moves. That's what happened to the devil. He moved. They moved. When they left their habitation. The place where God put you. And you leave it. And if you don't careful. When the tail of the dragon. Pull a lot of people. And you could get caught in that tail. Woo. It feels good. 
No, you're just being dragged. Now, so, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of the darkness forever. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you that you should, and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. For the what? This is what you fight for. That was once, or which was once delivered unto the saints. You got to fight for that. Amen? You got to fight for your church. Don't be deceived. You know, a lot of us be deceived because we see something on television. Something in the news. Something on uh, what? YouTube. Something on Facebook. If, if you put Facebook or YouTube before your church, you're in trouble. If you put a minister that's on Facebook or YouTube, I don't care what the name is, I don't care what color suit they wear, above your church, you are a wandering star. You've lost your grounded place. Are you being dragged around? Oh, well, can you watch? Well, if you watch Facebook more than you read your Bible, you're still in trouble. Because those things are, they've got good, they've got their purpose, but they can be a distraction. Say, so reading your Bible, you're watching. Oh, and you know what? Not all. But a lot of those is just to get in your pocket. And you don't know that. <coughs> you just don't know that. You've got to have a church. You've got to settle down in the church. You've got to have a pastor and you have to settle down to a pastor. And you have to listen to that pastor. You've got to listen to your pastor. Because it's the word of God. You said, I don't have to. Well, who do you listen to? Who has touched your spirit why you don't like your pastor? But you like something better. Who touched you? Who have you been talking to? Who got down in your little spirit? Why you can't look at your pastor and smile and say, I love you. Thank you for that message. God bless you. Why can't you do that? Something got down. It's like you have a nice, nice ointment <coughs> and something fell in it, a fly. What got down in your spirit? Why you you can't enjoy the service? You go to churches like that. It's because people's got favorites. Uh, Paul, remember? They had it in the, in the New Testament. Who, some was a Paul. Some was a <coughs> Apollos. Some was of Peter, and some was even of Jesus. It's like they had favorite. And Paul said, You, what did Paul say? Paulus? Paul said, You're, you're corner. Oh, you get excited when somebody else preach. That's my favorite. I like how he preach, or she preach, or she sings. <clears throat> but when grandma gets up to sing, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. You don't want to lift your hands and praise him. You can never be in the kingdom like that with that spirit because you're partial. You take side. You're one-sided. And that's just as bad as racism. Amen. If God wanted another pastor beside me, he wouldn't have to send me here. And if God want me to move, I'd be the glad one to, to move. I'd love to go to Mexico or Canada. Really. I would. You think, I, I don't even know Merced. There's no fun in the city for me. So if somebody wanted, they could have it. They could have it. But it's so often that you're blessed that God's got you a Jamaican. You're blessed. Huh. You're blessed. A book writing pastor, me. And I never have to beg anybody anything. Are you all looking at me all funny like that? You know the truth. No? Who's your pastor? Who is your pastor? Who built this church? Hmm? Did I heard somebody call my name? Right, Jess? I know you're wishing that I was your pastor. Andre, I raised him. Remember that boy in the train and crying and disrupting my sermon? Every time I'm going to preach, he cry. There is back there. Tatiana. The pastor. I raised those kids. That's why I can call them kids. And I better not love anybody more than I love Tatiana. She'll tell me. Right, Tat? Good girl. Good girl. I told her, I said, you stay in this church. God was going to bless you. And look what God has done for her. You see what God has done for her. I said, you stay here. And God's going to bless you. And God, God has blessed her. Brought a husband. And he's got a job. So you've got to understand, if a church doesn't know who the pastor is, or who the pastor is, and get mixed up, there's no church there. And there are men that will fool you, and twist you, and spin you. Everybody look at me now. Is anybody twisting your mind? Hmm? Reaching out to twist you? Or what they're going to do, they're great. You're so great, but you can't even buy donuts. What are you looking at me like that for? That's a fact. How come you're so great you can't even buy a peanut butter sandwich? Amen. The church is not something you play with. The church is not something you root up. The church is not something you put your spirit in. The church must be guided by the Holy Ghost. So in there in Jude, it says there, there are raging waves of the sea, <coughs> foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, of whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Beloved, when I gave all diligence 
to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me that I write to you and exhort you that you should listen to this. Earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That's what you're doing. You have to, con you have to contend. Contend means a bloody war. Fighting for it. And when you build a church, you don't let nobody cheer it up. Don't let nobody bring a new order in it. Don't let nobody change anything in your church. Other churches, yes, but not this one. <coughs> and if somebody reached out into your church, to your people, and you know it, you've got every right to stand up and say, don't. If somebody reached out in my church and enticed my people for sending them offering or their ministry, I'll be the first one to challenge them. Amen. Are you listening now? Oh, oh, I'm not reaching out, uh, but they sent it to me. Well, that's stealing from the church. Uh, you know, there's some people who will not pay their tithe to church, but they'll send it to a TV ministry or some other ministry that they never met. That's one of the problems in the churches today. That's why a lot of churches are so poor. Because the saints will not listen and pastors will not face up with it. You have to tithe <coughs> in the church and offer it. <coughs> and after that, you don't have to give any place else. And any ministry that would entice you to send to them. Amen. You don't, they don't work, but yet they want money. And they reach a church and said, send me some money. I'm doing a wonderful, they're not doing anything. But sitting on their loaves. That's all they're doing. Sitting, you know, the Bible said, if, did I say this? I'm going to quote you a scripture that I wrote. Did I write the scripture? If any man will not work, he will not eat. Should not eat. Did the Bible read that? So you got to work. You got to do something. And working doesn't mean tearing up other people's church. That's not work. That's iniquity. And if you're ministering, you don't form a ministry out of anybody's church. You use your local church. And if somebody's reaching over in another brother's church, that's kind of working iniquity. God told me. God didn't tell you that's not the way the Bible writes. That's not New Testament or Old Testament order. You get it? And every pastor in in, in Jude, the pastor is went asleep. They wouldn't defend there. While men slept. An enemy sowed seed. But if the pastor was sharp. He was a watchdog. He barks at everything. Then that wouldn't be done. They would be afraid to send to somebody. Or uh, 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 contact somebody. In the pastor's church for an offering. And that person 
If somebody can talk to you, matter of fact, you shouldn't be watching them. Read the Bible. Because you can be drawn away. You should love your church. Love your pastor. You don't know what this church has done for people, even in the pandemic. You don't know what they And they'll be, the, you know, they go around like, you never done nothing for you. They don't give you a thanks for it. Well, you didn't do nothing for me. Hmm? Now, how could I honestly say, I've been married to that, that little lady right over there, that pretty little lady right over there. Are you looking at me? Did I say something wrong? Is she pretty? What did they sing the song? Isn't she lovely? <coughs> You've got to admit I got good taste. There we go. Marina, isn't she lovely? Wouldn't you say I got good taste? Look at the colors we wear. And how could I honestly, after 27 years, say, this lady didn't do nothing for me. Hmm? Huh? When I was sick, she helped me. She fed me. You know if somebody even give you a glass of cold water, it's recorded. How much more when they give you curry goat? <laughs> and my wife done that. Fed you. Take care of you. And act like you didn't get nothing at all. Not even thank you. You survived without, oh, I couldn't have survived without my wife. <coughs> I was upstairs, almost died. Six weeks. Couldn't get up. Couldn't sit down. Couldn't stand up. She fed me. And after that, I said, oh, I did it all by myself. No, I did not. <laughs> Come on. See, there are spirits that want to tear churches up. A lot of people don't understand that. Because they don't, they're not smart enough. They don't think. They already know it. And who can tell them anything? Oh, I know how to build a church. No, you don't. You know how to tear it up. <coughs> Do you know that? There's a difference with a wrecking crew. And a builder. Brother Edward can tell you. Anybody can crash a car. Anybody can come in and crash a church. But Edward, I wouldn't trust. The only person that I would trust to touch my car is you in this building. If there's any other. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Driving. I'm talking about mechanic. Go in there and go in there, pull it apart, and perform surgery. And the man is close to his smog, smogging license. It's good. Commendable. You get it. You're, you're, you're doing a good things in this. You're, you're a good man. You notice the change and the growth? Pastor know that. Pastor knows that. Pastor can see. He, he, he can tell when you're influenced. When somebody can twist your little mind. You're going to say, oh, and you forget the message. Nobody in this church should be influenced by anybody on Facebook, no book, TV, nothing. Whether they speak in tongues or other tongues. Whether they preach in season or other preaching. 
you've got only one posture, and that's me. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? Hmm? Well, I don't like that way. For God's sake, go to your pastor. Because there's deception. That's why pastors stand up. I say, don't follow everything. Don't follow. My grandma used to say, everything that shines is not gold. Don't just follow everything. Oh, I got I got I want to know everything. No, you don't. You got a you got a pastor that's declaring the word of God, you're blessed. You don't disrupt the assembly or let anybody <coughs> beam media into your home and and pull you from church and cause you to be confused. What they're gonna do and what they're gonna do. Come with me. I'm gonna take the world. We're gonna take the world. They ain't gonna take nothing but confusion. Listen, I've lived a long time and I've seen it all. You know, I've seen men rose up and we're going to do this. They, they're dead and gone and they haven't done anything. Oh, no, but we're the ones. Okay, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. First thing, you don't even pray. First thing, if you don't get permission from every pastor in town to watch what you're doing, there's nobody's an island. That's confusion. If you got a fellowship and you don't get permission, the approval, and if your ministry beam into a man's church and disrupt that church, you're in trouble. And that pastor has got every right. You notice that the pastor preached from his pulpit. He's got the right to beam it out, to preach it out from his pulpit. Not any other pulpit, but from this one. Because I'm the pastor of this church. And nobody... Absolutely nobody can run this church but me. Brother, are you the pastor of the church or me? Do you run this church or not? <clears throat> when you say drum, your wife has to drum when she comes to church. Mm-hmm. Does she have to? I'm at it. But when the pastor say drum. Right, lady? I use you because you're mature. See what I'm saying? There's an order, but the time will come when you will say drunk. Right? And look how we work together at the wedding. And your daughter. I just want to tell you, get, take, take your daughter credit. Push you. Hmm? Guide you. And look what you did. But you could have been proud. Oh, I'm mature. 20-something years out. But this man has never rose against me. Did you bring me back coffee from Mexico this time? They're my friends. I bother them. They're good. They're the best. This man has been with me. This man here, at least this man will be with me forever and his wife. <coughs> Can you imagine that young man back there was only about a year and a half when he came? One year. And Tatiana was six months. I remember them. I mean, Nathaniel, I fed him. I lift him up. I babysit him. I just want to show you. Long, Joni, you've been here for 20-something. Nobody could ever influence you or try to make you turn against me. And in the early days, they tried. But you never. 
you stood. That's what a church is. That's why I keep a church going. They know. You got to know who your parents are. If you're confused who your mother is, uh, you, uh, your daddy is, you're confused. If you're confused where your church is and who your pastor, you're confused. If I'm not your pastor, then you're confused. And I'm not to be comparing anybody in this church because there's only one and only one alone. Me. Just me. And my wife is the first lady. F-I-R-S-T-L-A. I know that. I was testing if you're listening. First lady. And uh, he's second. And let his second. They never get upset over that. And they're, they're, they're most supportive. They follow me almost everywhere in the world. And they're credit. If I say do this, they yes, pastor. Thank you. That's what, that's what it means to build a church. <clears throat> Amen. Church doesn't mean you're always taking from the church. Because the church doesn't hold you. I hope you're not mad with me. If you are, go ahead. It's okay. It's the word. I'm trying to put it order right. Let me begin to. But I got. You, you need to get into faith. Now, Hebrews 11. Let me close there. Oh, I was. These, these few scriptures going over my mind this morning, I couldn't, I couldn't get away from them. Verse, uh, verse 32, Hebrews 11, 32, look, a few verses. <coughs> Hebrews 11, let's, let's read that, put that up for me. Hebrews 11, verse 32. Put it on the board for me. And let's read it, let's help me. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also. You see, David got his, David got his name there, isn't he? <coughs> of um, Samuel and Samuel, and of the prophets. In other words, Paul was saying, somebody said, that's not Paul. I said, it's Paul. Until you find somebody else, it is Paul. And you read the last part when he mentioned about Timothy. It's being set at free. Who else knew Timothy but Paul? We need to read the book. I don't care what somebody said. That was Paul. Nobody could write like Paul. Like this. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson. Jephthah, David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. You get it? Who through faith, the next verse, focus it, it's good. Who <coughs> through faith, what did they do? Subdue kingdom. Now that's a whole lot. You could spend it for weeks. Kingdoms were subdued. Wrought righteousness, obtained promises. Stop the mouth of lions. You know anybody who did that? Samson broke the neck, the jawbone, but uh, Daniel 
stood right there and stopped them out. Quench the violence of fire. Alright. The Hebrew boys, the fire couldn't burn them. Now God's got some ministers, the fire cannot burn them. They're going to stand up and preach the word of God just like it is. That's how you're going to change. You've got to have a man of God who is stronger than you. But it is just a little wimpy. <laughs> you know, thank God for Jamaica. I don't think God has ever created a Jamaican man as a wimp. You can't be a wimp. You have to defend the church. And the body of Christ. And the work of God. Don't sit back and smile. Quench the violence of fire. I don't care what the fire comes from. The tongue is a fire. You quench that. You push it back. You let them swallow their tongue. It's up there. Huh? The violence, you know, back there, Shedrach, Michigan, Abednego. But now we've got fire in the church. And they lead the church up. They burn the church up. Unruly men and women. Know it all. They don't even know how to work with their pastor. They don't even know who is their pastor. They're confused. I'm, I'm here pastoring. I'm the pastor. And, and a year from now, somebody might come in here, spend a few services, and you forgot who is the pastor. But like a kid forget who his mama is. <clears throat> but every child will tell you, you're not my mama. You're not my daddy. Quench the violence of fire. It doesn't matter what's coming out of their mouth against the church. You stop it. I say, you're not going to burn up this church. With that little acid tongue. I know your tongue is acid. And I know everybody's afraid of you. But for the first time you've met somebody who's not afraid of your tongue. Amen. Or your looks. Because people, you know, they cross eye, cut their eye and roll it. Go ahead and roll your little big eyes. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and tongue. Somebody's going to stand right there because you can't touch them. That's what faith is. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. The tongue is a sword also. But when they cut at you, you die. Dumb. And I had they never touch you. Can't touch this. Escape the edge of sword out of weakness. Oh. Something begin to rise. The Holy Ghost touch you. You come to church and the Holy Ghost touch and you begin to get stronger. And before you know it, somebody over there say amen. And somebody over there say amen. Do you know what that means? It's like saying sick him too. And this church go on. Escape the other sword. Out of weakness, we're made strong. Walks violent in fight. You, you are fighting. You come to church and one service is not, but we've been fighting. You can hear the sword. Clink, clink, clunk, and everything that coming, Facebook, no book, TV, every 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 way me to come into this church, trying to pull away and influence. And can you see me fighting? And my God, you talk about Bruce Lee is nothing. 
You quench the violence of fire. You work strong out of weakness and violence to become the Goliath. You slay them. The giants are slain because you got five smooth stones, which is Jesus Christ. Turn to flight the armies of the alien. You know what the armies of the alien is? Is any strange spirit that comes in your church. The armies of the aliens. <coughs> Do you believe in aliens? Yes. <clears throat> an alien is a spirit that doesn't belong in this church. Amen. And an alien, you can entertain an alien. You can invite them and keep them in your heart, in your home, in your mind. It, it, it says that. What it did about... Uh, Go back. Quench your violence, yes. Turn to flight the armies of who? The aliens. Who's an alien? I'm not talking about what's going naturally, no, that's not my business. But an alien is somebody who drummed the fence, <coughs> the wall of salvation, the wall of righteousness, the wall of redemption, the wall of justification, the wall of submission. They never humble themselves. They're not a part of the church. Do you notice that a lot of people never blend? They can go to church forever, but I'm not a part of that church. Yeah, but you yam. In Jamaica, that's eat. No, no. No, Jamaica is yam. Means that you heat the food. You yam the food. Are you getting me now? Jamaican talk. You yam my food, man. <coughs> But you're not a part of me. You know, you know what I mean? You nyam it. You know, some of you listen to Jamaican talk. Eh? Man, she loved to nyam. Nyam me food. And then he talk about me and fight me. Hmm? Jamaican talk. Wax Valentine fight. Stand up in a little army and push back the armies of the aliens. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God rise up a sun. You know what? Because there's one over there that love God, another one over there that love God. They're not double-minded, cross-minded. I know they love that church. <coughs> They're not looking at the pastor all funny. And he doesn't know whose side they are on. Who's on the Lord's side. And we don't know yet. We are confused. Yes you are always confused. Because you don't draw near to the pastor. You don't have the love in your heart. That's your problem. And therefore. When the pastor would have done a good job. He came. What was he doing? He put to flight. The armies of the alien. But you won't help fight. You join the alien army. Because you're confused. But who's on the Lord's side? Huh? When it's, they, they, they stand to lift up your sword, you, I don't know. When you stand up and praise the Lord, shout with the voice of God, but I don't know. You're confused. You've got to know what you believe. Where are you getting your food spiritually? 
And what God you serving? I serve the Lord. Let me begin to wind it down. I serve the Lord. And not man. God wanted wants to just break through. God wanted to do something. But you have to really love God enough. You play around. And you know, we've, a lot of us never respect pastors. We think pastors are puppets. I can just do what I want to do until you find this one. Oh, God told me. God didn't tell you anything. Sit down. That's you. Make it up. And because you're so far from the scripture and the devil talked to you or you listen to somebody. When God talked to you, you will know. It's different from the voice you hear. The Lord don't speak that way. But I don't, we don't consult with the pastor. We, have, we just come. God told me this. So what can the pastor say? If God talked, you have your direct communication with God. That's not true. <clears throat> Jesus wouldn't even send a letter to anybody in the church but the elders. And yet God, he stepped over the pastor and sent it to you. That's what you say. The pastor is not in touch with God, so God communicates with me directly. Now, if that was not true, then that's a lie. Will a man rob God? Yes. Will a man tell a lie on God? Yes. So you've got to be careful. But the pastors are afraid to say, sit down and stay in a church and hear the word of God. And so they're afraid to preach because they want to be popular. Or oh, if I preach straight, somebody might leave. They're going to leave anyway. Whether you preach straight or wrong. So you might as well you preach straight. And be a straight gate. A straight gate is one who wants you to go in to the kingdom of God. Straight gate. <coughs> it's not cross or double minded. Her jaw, jaw will tell you. She came from her dad. He wasn't double minded. Pastor Cortez. Sister Hosanna. They just get up there and she, they just tell they tell it like it is. That's why they, that word survived. Many people tried to tear up that church, but they couldn't. You know why? Pastor Cortez built on a foundation. And you've got to build a foundation. Otherwise, the enemy, you just have a church that's a joke. And you go home and you're scared. If a pastor is afraid of anybody in his church, he might as well quit. Because the devil is going to use that person and that person is going to be a nightmare. You can't sleep because the face is coming up before you. But dare any face come up before me. I'll cut it down with the word of God. Dare any face because God's on my side. And you didn't call me to the ministry. It's God. You didn't call me. I've been preaching long time. Even probably before some of you were born. And God has never failed me. Amen. We, we don't have hardly. Apart from my church. Anybody outside. We don't have. Sending me an offering. But we've sent offering out and out and out. For years and years and years. We give. And we don't get. 
to many countries, many pastors, many people we've helped. We had a big food program here that you don't even realize. I, I, um, um, Sister um, Jody can tell you that. Letty can tell you that. Where they're living right, that was a food bank. We give the lines long up. Thanksgiving. Sister Andrew, uh, how many turkeys and all, if you, you name it what we've done. Somebody say, what have you done? They just come lately and what have you done? Where were you? When the <coughs> That's a good. But what I'm trying to say is that God has to the church and God, the church move on. And don't expect a church always to be handing out sandwiches. I done those. My time of handing out sandwiches is over. All that God wants me to do is sit down, study the word of God. Every once in a while I go away, come back, study and write some books. Amen. And I don't have to babysit anybody. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. Let me say it again. Are you all ready? I do not have to babysit anybody. I'm not a babysitter. I don't have to make you a peanut butter sandwich. And you better be careful because if I make it, I'm not going to give you milk. I'm going to give you some water. I'm here to build a church. And I don't know how many more long God will let me. But for the rest of my days, for the, if it's today, I'm going to just do what God tells me to do. That's all. I don't, I'm going to pray. I don't have to worry what you think about me. I fought a long time. And no time to play now. If you want to go on with God, fine. If you don't want to go on with God, that's not my problem. Where were you 20, 30 years ago when the revival, and I, I was in tremendous revival, even since I came out here. Where were you? You remember a little bit, Joni? Climbing the hills of Mariposa. Fresno all over the place. I was. L.A.? <coughs> Quench the violence of fire, <clears throat> escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, walks violent in fight, turn to flight the armies of the alien. Next verse. And this morning, this was all over me. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain what? That's why I'm trying to preach and tell you the truth so you get a better a better resurrection. That's why I'm preaching and telling you the truth. That you might be in the first resurrection. You might be in the kingdom of God. That you might change. Huh? 30, uh, 36 verse says. And others. There it is. Look at this. What are you going through? Others are trials. Are you, you can't even. You, you can't even. If the rain falls. You can't even come to church. You call that trial. That's not trial. <clears throat> others are Trials of cruel mockings and scourging. Yea, moreover, a bonds and imprisonment. Here we don't hear. We think it's soft, easy gospel. People died for what I'm talking about. Yeah. And now people died for it and we should just compromise and play games. <clears throat> God calling. The men and women that God called back, they suffered. Yeah. It's more than sitting in a chair. Are you listening now? Until uh, let's evangelize the world. I've been to the Philippines. I've been to Haiti. I've been to India. Almost died in India. 
You get that? I know what suffering is. She'll tell you. I'm being very plain. I, I had diarrhea that I couldn't get up. In, in, in the Philippines. She knows. We got married. And the little bit been taking care of me then. I, I'm dizzy. I couldn't walk. I lay on the floor. I know what it means on the mission field. To drink water that I shouldn't have drunk. But I didn't have anything else. I didn't have money to buy nothing else. And I had to drink something. And this water looked so good. And I almost died. And she used to boil water for me. I didn't have money to buy a bottle of water. So she boiled it for me. Suffering. You talk about suffering. When we didn't have anything to eat. Remember that Sunday afternoon? My sister Joy out there. And we had nothing to eat. After church. And we added. But we, we needed something. You know snacks. We was hungry. And you know what she, what she cooked? Kamaudi, kamaudi tops. We didn't have any meat. We didn't have nothing. That's potatoes. Sweet. We got up in the morning. She was avoiding me. One day, why are you avoiding me? Could I have some coffee? That's the thing. We don't have any coffee. <coughs> and she know me. So she's avoiding me. Now when you go through that. A lot of suffering. Okay. For the word of God. And then look what God has done. That we can give. And we've given. And we bless people. So I thank God for today. Thank God for touching my voice. Still a little. You know, when you preach you get dry. So I have to. But it's coming back. But I thank God for this church. But you see. You've got to know a pastor. You can't play games. Can't let people tear the church up. Because you have to give an account. I have to give God an account for you. Whether you believe it or not. How was Marina? I'm just using you. Well, Lord, let me think. It's not like that. I'm supposed to have an answer. According to your work. That's what pastor's job is. Pastor's job. Pastor's job. You don't run the police department better than you run a church. You go out there, the police department will arrest you if you violate same thing for a church. They'll violate. They'll arrest you and take you before the magistrate. You just do, don't do what you want to do and give an order. You go out there and try to change the stop sign. Move the stop sign and put it somewhere else. <coughs> because you don't like it. The same thing for the church. You want to move the laws. Ah, they have too many rules and too many laws. Let me move it. Who are you? My God. Who are you? You can't. We go by the word of God. There's a pastor. You can't move it. And every pastor stand up. You just don't change because some ideas. Let's do this. Let's do that. Other men have tried a lot of stuff and faith. And I don't want to be a failure. So I thank God for this day. And 4th of July. wish you all a lot of. Happiness and go and barbecue and um, the straight talk today because we got to set our church in order. Whether you like it or not, you decide whose side you're on. 